Hey, Potential Podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in once again to the Potential Podcast. Before we begin today's episode, we'd like to take a moment and talk to you about something that means a lot to us. This podcast was created to be a source of fun and entertainment, and although we love to nerd out with you, one thing we do take serious is mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. And at any time, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com potential. That's betterhelp.com slash potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response... Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account, and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com slash potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Potential Hello and welcome back to The Potential Podcast. I am your host, Chris Doer, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. How are we doing, Taylor? We are feeling wonderful tonight. Uh, I can hear the music of the children of the night. <laughs> I think it's jazz. Yeah. Dun, 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 what dun, accent dun, are we doing? <laughs> I don't know, but I liked it. Oh, man, it's it's getting good, man. We are already like 
towards the end of October, man. This month is flying by. It's flying by, and really you know, we're we're in this kind of this is this is going to be such an interesting month because at least I'm happy to see there's still plenty of people in the spirit. There's still decorations all over the place. I mean, I a lot of houses yeah. are are really getting you know. There's some actually in my neighborhood around here in um, California. They're going full out. There's a lot of great and, decorations out in the, in the yards and stuff. And I will say, I know uh, I've I've gotten uh, a lot of notices for there's there going to be some some of my friends and family and other people are doing like Halloween parties as well as that. And of course, uh, I know a lot about these parties. I wasn't invited to them, but I know of them. Um, sad story. Uh, times are tough. Friends are few. But uh, so it's nice. I mean, they're doing their thing with the social <laughs> distancing. Uh, anyway, but uh, <laughs> I was picked last on the baseball team. Um, but yeah, it's 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 nice that no matter what's going on in the world, we're still continuing to not so much business as usual, but it's hey, just like. I mean, yeah, we're in, we're in a very strange times with the pandemic still going on, and we also have the elections. So yes, there's a lot going on right now. A lot of big time for change and, and difficulty, mm-hmm. but you know what? We've got to continue to pursue and still have fun and, and know what is important, and that is uh, enjoying these the changing of the seasons. I mean, this is a perfect time. You know, we've got election, changing of the seasons, so it's a, a lot happening for sure. Indeed. But Halloween is a fun time because even if we may not have trick-or-treating this year and yeah, Halloween parties and gatherings might be much, uh, you know, few this, you know, there's not gonna be as many as they usually are. Yeah, it's going to be different. Yeah. Unless it's outdoor and safe. I mean, the people that you can already. So we, you know, Halloween. Yeah. Been... But uh, I mean, the, the true horror is going around and I'm sure all of you listening have this, had this experience is going around town, you're going to your grocery store, getting your essentials, uh, Target, Walmart, et cetera, et cetera. And you see the people wearing their mask, but it doesn't cover their nose. What is with that? People just pull it the up true a little horror further. that people have, has our, has our education system failed this country so bad that people don't realize that your nose is attached to your lungs? Yeah, and I know we do have listeners uh, from different parts of the world, but you know, coming from the United States, I think it's, it's common sense. You breathe every day, it's multiple, multiple it's times. But anyway, no, I was gonna say that uh, th- there's at least uh, the visual component of Halloween that mm-hmm. we can still enjoy safely from our homes, uh, you know, through distancing and all that jazz. And that is, of course, with movies and television, and even on to music and books and video games. There's so oh, yes. much of the media that has uh, flares of Halloween. And it it could be anything from comedic to family friendly to, of course, horror is a huge genre of -hmm. entertainment. And so we thought it'd be fun today to kind of, you know, Halloween's coming up, but we wanted to talk about kind of our favorite Halloween themed movies. And I'm not talking about like the broad spectrum of any good old horror film but I mean, those kind of famous movies or movies that have scenes and have, you know, Halloween in the the um, film itself. Yeah. The um, even, you itself. know, some great films that have, you know, even like one scene is a Halloween scene. You know, we have a lot of sitcoms that, you know, as they go through the year. Well, I mean, there's think always of like some great shows you know, you're talking about. I mean, look at Stranger Things. They had a great scene of Halloween. The kids mm-hmm. dressing up as Ghostbusters. As Ghostbusters, which we just talked about last week. Which was a great fun um, time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you look at like uh, The Office, uh, How I Met Your Mother, you know, a lot of these big sitcoms, Big Bang Theory, there always tends yeah. to be, there's a Halloween episode because it is such a big, you know, um, holiday. 
but movies think, have yeah. you know go ahead oh no no i think that the, any like any holiday there's a lot of these you know tv shows movies that based around holidays and you know christmas and, and other holidays are great but the thing about halloween is there is not so much of the you know what the tone of halloween is i think the exciting part of halloween is the fact of dressing up and going and being something who you're not and and kind of you mm-hmm. know and i think that's the exciting thing about it is all these ones it's always fun to see what people dress up as because i always i mean it, obviously as we get older it's a little more challenging you don't dress up to go to the trick-or-treating as usual and if you are older and you like dressing up and getting that candy hey it's the only time of the year you can actually do that um as john Panette, i got a nice favorite... i got a nice ham <laughs> Yes, I knew you were going to say it. A frozen uh, turkey. One of the best. Yeah, uh, the late great John Panette yeah. uh, has a great uh, skit. If you haven't listened to him, we actually we were talking about this. Uh, we talked about this on the last episode. Chris and I got to have a nice little brocation where we got to bond in Maryland, and uh, we were talking about our love of John Panette. And uh, he has a great skit about Halloween. Yeah, he's a great comedian. Uh, uh, if you never heard of his material, go on to uh, iMusic or Spotify. Check him mm-hmm. out. He. Um, he was truly one of the best comics of all time, but he has a great section on Halloween. But no, it's true. Halloween already has this great element because as opposed to other ho- holidays, I mean, Christmas, you kind of get dressed up in you know festive gear, but you actually are putting on a whole persona and becoming something else, which is also yeah. fun. But I think Halloween is the one holiday above all that has a lot of ideas of lore. There's a lot of ideas of... There's so many, you know, uh, creatures and monsters and famous tales. Of, on top of uh, on top of the, hol- you know. the holiday itself, you're right. I mean, you know, yeah. which I think is going to inspire something in the future. But you're right. I mean, and look at the different cultures. I mean, look at, of mm. course, the Mexican holidays, La Dia de Muerta, the Day of the yes. Dead. I mean, that holiday with is very very similar to Halloween. But I mean, that is such a celebration of of a family. Which family, yeah. That, but uh, there is a lot of lore of the the monsters that we dress up as, and of course, you got the idea of you know the wolf man and the full moon. There's so many, there's so many nuances and elements to Halloween compared to any other mm-hmm. holiday. It's not like oh Fourth of July celebrating Independence or any other. Because well, you know, holiday. like even yeah, I'd say around the holiday, like Christmas time, uh, uh, you know, unless you celebrate Hanukkah or you know Kwanzaa. Yeah. You know, let's say we have we have we have Santa, you have the elves, you have the reindeer, and you have a couple of the characters that go around it, but that is so tiny compared to the vast the amount scope. of it's because so... of course with Halloween, you literally can dress up, you can dress up as you know a bottle of ketchup if you want. I mean, or if you want to be at the office, three hole punch gym. <laughs> three hole punch gym, yeah. I mean, the possibilities are endless. So let's go to some movies here. So I think you wanted to kind of touch on what what kind of a qualifies and this could be tv as well but mostly yeah. movies here what kind of qualifies to be a halloween movie well of course a key key element is you hope that at some point in the movie either by they show a date or they're talking about the dialogue halloween is either happening or coming up or is the key night when all the main plot is going to go down there's a lot of films where halloween is kind of the main night that mysterious yeah. or dark things happen it's, it's not just it's, got it's this. not just a quick scene it is a big it no. is either a big part of it or it is some sort of element of the whole movie and you're absolutely and of right. course you know we'll look at a uh, most famous example which has stemmed one of the uh longest running franchises in horror 
is the Halloween franchise yeah, starring the, Mike Myers, not Michael it, Myers. That's the the actor, which is always you know fun to mix up. I wonder, I wonder how he took that when they when they decided to go with Michael Myers. If he was like, <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> you would think there have been like a legal debate, like excuse me, uh, and I wish that would have been a scandal. But yeah, I mean, one of the longest running genres. You're absolutely right, Chris, and the fact that it's still going and Jamie Lee Curtis, who has still been a part of this franchise, back. and we have two more this, coming up. We have like. Yeah, but this whole, you know, the movie is a very, yeah, it'll be next year now. Mm -hmm. Um, Very basic premise, you know, it it was kind of a slasher babysitter film. And it all takes place really like the day before and the day after and the day of Halloween. That's like the whole film. It was like the 24 24 hour. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, but. This idea of this, uh, okay, it's a it's set around a holiday. We get these visuals of trick or treaters. We have the visuals of what we all do on Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis is a babysitter. She's babysitting these kids. What are they doing? They're carving pumpkins. They're having treats. They're watching scary movies on TV. They're doing all the stuff they would do on Halloween. The added element that makes it with the lore and it makes it more of the intense, scary element is this boogeyman character, Michael Myers, who is this deranged crazy person that somehow is like an unstoppable force like he can't be killed oh yeah and he keeps coming back every time and which would they they do they do try to explain some of that and i think it was halloween six which stars paul rudd who is playing the young boy grown up and you get this whole idea that it's actually a cult and that he is actually a demon that was summoned and that's why he kind of is like Unstoppable. I love, anyway, on a I random note, I love when when Halloween movies try to explain themselves, especially the horror element, which is is hilarious. The fact that they try to, to explain oh, because so I mean like, half half the time it, it's it's physically impossible unless it's by some you know dark magic, or it's but, so yeah. ridiculous that you just oh, kind of well, have to laugh and go, all right, go with it. Yeah, well, of course, I mean some movies like that, and I, I'm just gonna have to I'm shoot this out here because it's oh, a yeah. big franchise about there talking about the killer that seems to be not killed is of course the scream uh, series mm-hmm. yeah where, i mean that there's parts of element of halloween but more it's just the slasher thriller that was inspired by the halloween movies and other ones is they first of all it's self-referential but the fact is the killer it's like superhuman he's like a ninja and of course the killer is always someone different <laughs> I know. but like they kill him or shoot him and they look oh he's gone like or she and like how did you not hear that person like I try to like creak around my house at night and like I step on the floor. And, it's like <laughs> I stub my toe. I wonder if in a way it was almost done on purpose because no, it you totally can tell in all those movies. It's a stunt guy or girl. Yeah. That, and yeah, it's very like over the top movement when the, the scream guy gets like hurt or, you know, especially like falling downstairs or getting hit by wood get or punched something or something. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Like, seriously. But then, okay, so you have like that's a huge kind of style of Halloween films where you have yeah. the the well, everyone's dressed up, mm-hmm. anyone could be a, a killer, anyone could be you know a crazy deranged person, or we have the kind of more fun, typically family friendly films which have still some creatures or monsters of the dark or witches or stuff, but it's more of that fun light like you know by in the end of the movie, the evil will be triumphed Worded. over yeah, and exactly. you know so um which you know i guess we'll say probably the most famous example of that uh although it didn't do super well when it was in theaters but it's become 
this cult classic. I think I know you're talking people about. People yeah. are they're they're just crying out for a sequel, which we believe we're getting on Disney Plus someday. Is Hocus Pocus? Yeah, talk about you're absolutely right. Talk about the cult status of cult. If you're looking at especially kid or family friendly films, that has got mm-hmm. the biggest cult status since it came out. And I remember when that came out. It was kind of like what uh, It's a Wonderful Life. And I, I mentioned this now a couple of podcasts. It's like What's a Wonderful Life is for Christmas. You have to watch in Halloween. And now it's kind of the point where people watch it year round because it's such a, it, I mean, in terms of a movie, it's not groundbreaking or like fantastic acting. I mean, I love the movie, but it's just the fact that the, this, the style of the movie, like you're right, it wasn't a hit when it came out. Um, it didn't make a lot and it wasn't like rave reviews. And then now years later, people are loving it so much and the fact it's like that every year comes out oh yep. oh it's behind the scenes blu-ray it's re-released mm-hmm. every year because it's just such a huge hit and i go back and watch it i still i still am a fan of it i love going back and watching well now we're also hearing inklings from director kenny ortega what that, I mean? that hocus pocus could one day be a broadway musical which Honest- i mean not now because <laughs> yeah theater's dead thanks covid but um uh no like what i don't know if that's a a movie that could work year round as a musical but how fun would that be to have a live adaptation of hoax pokes on stage well i mean honestly there is a there's a lot of good bones for it to stand on especially i mean you had first of all bet midler i mean you, mm-hmm. you've got you've got i mean it's only really a big one big song in the movie but yeah it's I true mean, there's only one song but i mean but look I mean, at what beetlejuice did i mean look at beetlejuice we're talking about like that i mean not necessarily a halloween movie it's not really a halloween movie but a movie that i would say is probably more often watched around this time than any other time of year because it deals a lot with ghouls and the the dead yeah exactly uh, but we got to see that show on broadway and it was hilarious we were laughing nonstop. i was dying and especially the fact that i mean when you got the movie where it didn't have a lot of Beetlejuice and then this movie, Beetlejuice is the forefront. Yeah, the, the musical, he's in a lot more. Of course, he's what you expect, a narrator type role. Yeah. But they really, you know, especially because it's theater, you can do a lot more than what a movie would do because they expect more mature audiences, even if it's kind of a kid thing. And it was yeah. really raunchy and there was cursing. And it, it, it was like, I wouldn't say any of the songs were memorable, but it was a fun time. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be interested to see what Hocus Pocus could be because it really has hit this cult status. And even like, you know, a couple of years ago, I went to one of those Halloween parties at Disney World and mm-hmm. they have a whole, you know, villain show. And the crowning moment is this the the witches come through and they, they do, do they put a spell on you, right? put a spell on you. And it's yeah. like people go nuts. They go absolutely nuts for it. I will say we'll bounce off of this to um, if, you know, if there was second tier or very on par and has had a much longer franchise, multiple movies, there's been TV shows, there's been comics, and we're having, we just had a new rendition of via Claymation. Um, you have The Addams Family. Yes, you know. I would I would absolutely agree. I mean, this I mean this is a great franchise start as a TV show. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really same, so much set around Halloween, but the fact is, again, in the same vein as Beetlejuice, it is that very creepy. I mean, the theme song, the creepy and the crawly. Well, what I think is so fun about that whole series and this franchise is you kind of said earlier, what, what great, what's great about Halloween is it's the one day a year where you can dress up as somebody else or as this ghoul or monster. Imagine a family that lives 365, you know, 24 <laughs> seven 
that lifestyle because yeah. that's what's normal to them. And that the movies do normal. a great job at pick Pokemon, especially the oh, live yeah. action, which I love those. I haven't seen the animated one yet, um, but mm-hmm. uh, me neither. But I mean, yeah, I, but, I really, you know, Adam's Family, Adam's Family Values. Those are the two films that hold the most in my heart. Uh, that's really the iconic cast. I think that's the best rendition of of the Adam's Family. Yeah, and they do really paint a great picture of the differences between this kind of darker, um, more gothic family to often very bright colors, very you know. Well, and you know what I mean? It's just in the same vein. I I never watch I watch it much because of more reruns. But I mean, that's just like in the same vein as the the Munsters did mm-hmm. with their TV show. But I mean, the Adams family just took off, and the fact that it's still breathing, you know, new life into the series, yeah, which is crazy. Um, and talking about, you know, we're talking about family friendly films and look at one that hasn't really created a franchise, but it still has, it is an amazing movie, but cult status because it's so amazing. And one that could be two different holidays, if you want, is of True. course, A Nightmare Before, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. A Nightmare Before Christmas, Tim Burns, uh, Master Creation, uh, one of my favorite of, you know, all time movies. And yeah, a movie that you could really watch any time of the year, but definitely, it's kind of key time is the October to Christmas holiday mm-hmm. because it covers both holidays. Yeah. And um, first off, the movie is just brilliant with the animation itself. I mean, you have to remember claymation, um, you know, animating a movie already takes a long time, whether it's hand-drawn or computer animated. Claymation, they literally have to move the clay to how they want for every frame. So it takes a long, long time. It's not like just it art. Does, at work especially of, when this came came out. I mean, animation was still uh, was becoming more all the rage. And yeah, this is that, early '90s, so yes, you got to think. Probably took them a couple years to get all that done and to make it look like it's a real movie. I mean, that's the thing that's so amazing to me is they, you know, if Jack has to smile, that 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 might be sixty different movements of taking different heads just to get that get that look. And imagine doing a whole movie that way. I mean, you look at as he's grown, um, you know, Tim Burton, he then had, you know, years down the line, Corpse Bride. Uh, we had Frank I mean, and Weenie. Yeah, well, and talking about Tim Burton, he is, I mean, honestly, any of his movies may not necessarily, with the exception of Nightmare Before Christmas, they're not necessarily all Halloween movies, but he has such these great gothic undead and, and fun o- undertones. I mean, look, we talk about two of his franchises or his movies. Uh, with Beetlejuice and Ember for Christmas, he's got to be the king of, you know, almost Halloween. Oh, theme. I mean, yeah, a lot of his films have that that love of the uh, the bizarre, the taboo, the, yeah, as you said, gothic. And I think he plays to that strength. But the thing that he always does really well is he finds a humanity in that dark, which is why, like, I mean, like, Night Before Christmas, your, your lead character is this tall skeleton character. Yeah. And the first song that he gets to sing is a complete ballad about how he's really lonely and sad about being the pumpkin King. And it's like, it's such a like, you know, wow, we're straight to a ballad with this guy who he's got, he's the, he's the main guy on the street. You know, he's the hero everyone looks up to. He's the Superman of this world. And Mm -hmm. he is completely just, you know, so sad and he's lonely and he wants something else. And which, you know, sparks this, great idea of oh there's these trees and there's other worlds because there's other holidays this would have been an you know with the movie being such a classic now and has had you know so much merchandise for the especially the disney theme parks you know there's and so of course, much going on in, in, in random yet spinoffs into kingdom hearts and video games Kingdom hearts and video games yes. surprised that we've never had 
anything else, even if it's a short film, because you'd think there'd be, you know, we did have the Easter bunny pop up in uh, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Have them go to, you know, uh, like Valentine's day or, uh, go to see the leprechauns and, you know, St. Patrick's day, you know, (laughs) gosh, totally has nothing to do with Halloween, but (laughs) we watched leprechaun and we watched about half of leprechaun too. We're talking about those movies, Warwick Davis. Oh man. Those are a hoot. They're just like really bad, cheesy, but very violent, but also yes. really funny movies. I mean, it we just, were la- we were just laughing. It's oh, so bad, time. it's good. So yeah. bad, it's good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, another one I actually like from Tim Byrne that huh? is is a great film. You just watched also, this recently, didn't you? Is yeah, I did it? watch it recently. Is Sleepy Hollow, and um, talk about a franchise. Another great franchise. Another great franchise. I mean, you look back to. The cartoon that Disney made. 18. Um, I mean, and the short story by uh, Washington Irving, 1820. Mm-hmm. I mean, look yeah. how far this spans back. And, you know, that that Disney cartoon, which it was a combo picture with the adventures of Mr. Toad. Yeah. Which I actually, I remember like when I was a kid, I actually had a VHS tape of just The Wind in the Willows, uh, that little short film. But mm-hmm. there's, I know there's a DVD collection where you get the film is adventures of mr toad and ichabod it's the two of them so uh that little short film it's probably like i don't know 20 minutes and um the great thing about that was those cartoons in the back of the you know back in the day really played that line between this is fun it's a cartoon and then really creepy Mm -hmm. and there was some great imagery of especially when he starts to go into the forest and he's trying to get home from the party and he's hearing the Ichabod, Ichabod, and he's hearing like the, the trees rustling, and it was like the moon is being captured by these cloud hands, and then yeah. the horseman is just like terrifying. I mean, like for a cartoon, creeped me out as a kid because yeah. you know he's got no head. And I love there's an image where he gets fallen onto his, his uh, the horseman's his, horse, yeah. and he like looks in the thing, and you hear yeah, he starts like you know chuckling, and the whole thing is great. And I love how at the end they really even this mystery of. Did Ichabod survive? Did uh, did the horseman get him? It was very like aloof, and I was like, you know, for a for a kids cartoon, like it's meant to be for kids. Kind of creepy how the end of that was, but yeah, Tim Burton version of Sleepy Hollow really is where I think he shines so well because it's a great mix of super gothic, this kind of dark. Everything's so dark and grimy. It's very creepy. It's always foggy. There's no sun anywhere. And yeah. then this humor. All those characters in Tim Burton lore that n- never seen a tanning bed. It's just like perfect. Like every and Johnny Depp really gets to play, you know, he typically plays these kind of off offbeat characters. Yeah, this and one is a little bit like the everyman kind of like he's, he's more of like that kind of everyman. He's not your hero, but he's this uh a man of science, a man of you know, okay, concrete there has to be facts and stuff. Facts. There's, always it, an there's no there's no ghouls and goblins, you know but he has this nervous tics about like, he's not a fan of blood. He he's, he's kind of nervous about some. And then once he finally sees the horseman, he's a complete, just, oh, yeah. you know, he's like, it was there. It was real. <laughs> and he well, faints, so, such you know. a great, such a great take. <laughs> and I love the humor and the casting. And of course that movie, I mean, years later, they had a great series called sleepy hollow. Mm-hmm. on Fox, I saw a which... few episodes on it. Yeah, I watched it. They it was a shame because it went for four seasons. They re- renewed it, and then after four, they canceled it. But I really liked it because they didn't like the 
another great casting for an Ichabod Crane character, Tom Meissen, which I love uh, these Brits getting these awesome American shows. I need to get more of them. This and that was amazing. the show, right? Correct me because I only remember seeing a few episodes. That was like Ichabod Crane had been like transported to our time. So, oh yeah. So the premise of that show real quick was basically, so it was set during the time of the Revolutionary War. Ichabod faced off with his headless horseman. And what happens is he gets killed. He wakes up hundreds of years later in our time and he's been he's been revived so basically he's a, it's a cool man out of time fish out of water story uh and uh he's adapting to modern technology in life but of course he's you know now he's facing off with this cop who just like you know f- dealing with facts and real stuff and they mm-hmm. have to fight off supernatural forces so it was kind of that fun like cop drama but it was like there was the monster of the week and stuff it was great but um i do love that the idea that some of these series are kind of getting a new lease in life and there's still yes. more to talk about i mean we're talking about you know nightmare front elm street and of course another great i mean we could talk we could actually have a whole episode of tim burton i'm surprised we didn't uh, we will one day well, <laughs> yeah, we talk about there's plenty of episodes to come oh yes friends, but listening. think about another great tim burton it was it could be more christmas Halloween. i mean look at um edward scissorhands man one another great mm-hmm. uh tim burton flick and then we talked about our one of our favorite musicals of Sweeney course, Todd. Uh, Sweeney Todd. So the man yeah. I think cannot can do no wrong. I mean, well, there's one I will, I, I'm not really a fan of, but because <laughs> it's just which one? I'm not a fan because I love the original so much. Is the Charlie and Chocolate Factory? I'll, I'll say fair enough. I'm a big fan of Gene Wilder and you know yeah. the rest of Soul. He was that's why the yeah. best. I like the film because it's more accurate to the book. This is true though. I did I did read the book, so I will say that. But and so. some of the dialogue was, you know, I love um. <laughs> One of the lines that always got me that made me laugh is when um, I think it's Farouk is talking to him and complaining as her usual self. And he goes, um, uh, he says something, he's like, uh, everything in this factory is edible. Even you're edible, but that would be considered cannibalism. <laughs> like there was, there was a little more, you know, but I, it's understandable. Sometimes when you have these classic movies that are so well done and are so revered, like, I mean, imagine there's been talk like when we talked about hocus pocus there's been talk about a complete just revamp with younger you know a new generation of a cast playing the sanderson sisters yeah and to a lot of people that'd be like sacrilege because it's like no they want to see bet miller and they want to see sarah jessica parker you know they don't they don't want to see like you know a new like you know uh taylor swift playing you know sarah jessica parker like we don't want to see I that would. We, um, <laughs> why did you see cats no, I just want to see, um, no i just want to see how bad that would be <laughs> it'd be really bad so <laughs> um but you know speaking of disney real quick one thing as a kid that i think disney always did very well is we got our dcoms disney channel original movies and they have yes. some great halloween themed movies of course one of their best halloween themed movies and it's a huge series i'm really only a fan of the first two but there's been i think now four I or agree. five but this is the halloween town movies which is a fun it's kind of like what uh what harry potter is for wizards it's the same but for like just witches and i mean like not like yeah there's sorcerer type people but it's that same concept of a girl finds out that she's actually a witch and her fan like her family is from a family of witches so she's taken to this mysterious mystical place called halloween town yes the whole town is like halloween come to life and of course things are afoot and she has to kind of find her way to help you know save her town and um it, it, it's fun because i think when you do a movie like that 
it's not only like okay you're having your young kind of heroine discover her powers discover Mm -hmm. her place and what she really wants you know her mom is not really a big fan of of the witches and she you know because she doesn't really have those powers and she's like trying to be a little more safe but also you get to have this idea of what would a town look like if it was just acting normal but everyone was like goblins and ghouls and monsters kind of like when i'm onward was really great with having this idea of what would a suburban life look like if everyone was elves and trolls and stuff so yeah, exactly. i remember like i remember like i think the taxi driver you know is like a skeleton it was benny, benny, benny the skeleton man oh, yeah it was great it was just the wise track you know, wise cracking skeleton and you're right and i think disney just does a, does such a great job with these decom movies especially that i mean look at the success i mean they did like four movies of course like, i'm i agree first two great movies first um, one in a Calabar's Revenge. Oh yeah, I really yeah. like the most. Um, I, I liked I liked the idea because they did such a great job world building, and it'd been amazing to see if like a big studio had done that movie. But it was such a great family friendly film, but also had a little bit of that good creepy edgy parts of it. Where like yeah, was... I mean a lot of them. Like one that I recently watched uh, about a month ago now. Uh, I don't really. I, again, I wouldn't say it's necessarily right around Halloween, but um, Don't Look Under the Bed was one I remember one I remember seeing that's all about the boogeyman. And, you know, for a kid's movie, the way they designed the boogeyman in the film is very creepy. I mean, it's got these sharp teeth, these huge claws, a very pointed nose. It's kind of freaky, pulled back hair, Victorian look. I mean, you know, it wasn't like a, you know, they still were trying to creep you out a bit. And I mean, they've had movies like... Great, because I mean, as as kids growing up, you always hear about the boogeyman. The boogeyman's been just like a name um, for something that, you know, Mm -hmm. goes bump in the night. There's never really a look of what a boogeyman... Well, there is a horror movie the boogeyman or yeah. boogeyman or something and also like michael myers is referred to in almost all the movies as the boogeyman yeah. so that's also that but i love them don't look under the bed you got the halloween town movies Un- under wraps with the under wraps the yes. mummy you got phantom twitches of the, phantom of the megaplex which phantom is of the movie. megaplex yeah. and then you got a screen team you remember that one? Oh uh, yeah with I eric idol yeah, yeah. And kathy and jimmy so yeah. you know yeah from hocus pocus yes uh yeah that was a fun one too um and they did well because there's something about I like when it's a little under budget. <laughs> yeah, they kind of they're putting more effort into the story. And oh, and of course, to... uh, Mom's gonna do with a vampire. Another good yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. I just watched that your, yeah. the other day. Oh man, so very good. Yeah, so and I, I do love, and that just goes off to the whole great thing that D, uh, Disney uh, movies they did at these great holiday theme movies, which it's still like great. I mean, I mean, Hocus Pocus was a product of you know being like a popular you know decom movie and such like all those but uh i did like the cool thing because they were bold enough to to take these chances in movies that if maybe you saw heard about that in theaters you're like oh that's so really stupid but i think even going back and watch them now they are very cheesy and, and hokey but it's it's so much fun because they weren't they're huge those. celebrations of the holiday yeah they're not taking them so, so seriously it's just about yeah. the celebration of this is the holiday and this is the the parts of the holiday that we we love the most of the yeah. lore and the celebration of uh, the holiday itself. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more of our favorite Halloween-themed movies, and we'll also get into, I think, some of our favorite Halloween TV episodes. Mm. 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 What are you doing? What? Are you eating during this podcast? Yeah, so? Is there a problem? So? Good God, man. Your munching is distracting. Hey, I can't help it. 
It's this new seasoning I got. It's so delicious. Seasoning, you say? Yeah, from the Steel City Salt Company. Did you make that up? No way. It's the best store where it comes to getting all of your seasoning, salted, and spice needs. Since 2011, it's been bringing a new era of exciting flavor to Pittsburgh and the surrounding regions. From their popular flavors like garlic herb, dill pickle sea salt, and black and gold seasoning. Sounds great, but I don't live in Pittsburgh. Doesn't matter. They ship nation and worldwide. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so go to their website and check it out at www.steelcitysalt.com to order now. Free shipping on orders of $39 and up. Don't miss, and let's spice up your life. And all they could find was the bloody hook. <gasps> wow, that was really scary. Let's hear another one. Let's hear another one. Oh, no, that's enough for me. What about you, Eugene? Well, uh, I, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know, maybe. Uh, uh, I do have one a really uh, good campfire story. Come on, tell us. All right, all right. Well, uh, uh, let me tell you the story of the missing files, a.k.a. the day from hell. So it was a day like any other. I woke up startled by my alarm. I was 20 minutes late to work, my goodness. So I I sprang out of bed, got dressed, and uh, ran out the door. And uh, I arrived at work, pulling in, and all of a sudden, my spot is taken. So, of course, I have to walk further away. Later, around lunchtime, I was looking forward to my egg salad sandwich. Been thinking about it all morning. Oh, I'm with the crust and everything. Mm. I've been craving it all day. I reach for the office kitchen fridge. I open the door, and what do I find? My lunch is gone. Someone stole my egg salad sandwich. Just when the horror couldn't get any worse, I look at my feet, and I was wearing mismatched socks. How embarrassing. Uh, Then, of course, uh, on top of that, my boss asked for these files, and I can't find them. I scoured the office, and uh, no luck. So he says to me, if they are not on this desk by tomorrow morning, it will be the end of my career. I head home, knowing there's no hope. I'm not going to get that corner office. Not going to be able to afford the ficus. That ficus, I tell you. So I sit in my living room. I want to hear a noise. I go to investigate. And what do I find? My dog peeing on the files. And that was the last time I leave my lunch in the break room without my name on it. Okay. Thrilling tale there, Eugene. <laughs> um, okay. Um, is that it? All right, kids. Who wants s'mores? And we're back. Oh my god, that was terrifying. Wow, what a... What a... If I saw that story as a movie... I think I have to cover my eyes the entire time. 
I was covering my I was covering my eyes and I couldn't see anything. I was just listening. That's how terrifying <laughs> it was. I don't know. But, well, uh, we're back and um, we're here talking about Halloween themed movies. Um, I want to do a, kind of a bit of a throwback here. A couple that I think are they're very famous, but some that I probably I probably haven't seen some of these in quite some time. But I want to start off with um, our our lovable uh, uh, <laughs> knucklehead here, I guess. Um, good old Charlie Brown. You have it's you know the great pumpkin Charlie Brown epi- yes. you know short film I guess you could say short episode you know another another uh, cartoon franchise that often has a holiday special and there's been you know multiple seasons and there's been multiple kind of renditions of the peanuts but the one of course is the great pumpkin Charlie Brown this whole idea that there's going to be this giant pumpkin that just shows shows up in the pumpkin patch and it's yeah. just fun you you have you know if you're a fan of the peanuts they're all dressing up and. Linus is the one telling that no, there's actually this great pumpkin, and you know it's just a fun little like short movie that is fun to see. That's I think something that connects to why we talked about sitcoms, and we'll get into that just a little bit here. Is it's fun to see characters you follow weekly all of a sudden embrace into a Halloween episode because it's often stories that you yourself are probably very connected to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, Absolutely, I've been yeah. to a party and had that happen to me for you know Halloween. But a couple of those that I had written down, they're actually kind of based around um uh casper i was which, gonna jump into that which is i mean this I haven't is our seen that film right in probably like gosh maybe 15 20 years now it's, I can it's think been of, a little maybe. more recent than me but yeah it's been a while i think because we're gonna have to watch it next week um but well, yeah surprisingly that... casper here has never really had like a major reboot no, to be honest. So yeah, if you're thinking back to me, no one Casper's... wants a no one wants a friendly ghost. No, no, no. We like the scary ones. I mean, yeah. it started out as a great. It was an animated cartoon and, and a comic strip, mm-hmm. and then of course the big movie that came out, I believe, it was '95, '96, um, which is a great movie because I I still like going back and watching that because it's just <laughs> so great. A great cast, you know, Bill Pullman, uh, Christina Ritchie, Eric Idle, uh, yeah, Eric Idle, yeah. It's it's and it. It was in that time period that's very similar to the Adams family. So it has a lot of elements of it's the fun of the lore about these ghosts that are kind of haunting this house. And that's their job is they have to haunt to, you know, all the older brothers are like the annoying kind of comic characters are yeah. like very rude and mean, but Casper's the friendly one. And then there's, there's a dastardly duo trying to get money and get, you know, all this stuff out of, you know, our, our, and it, I love that. The difference of that one, though, really is it's powerful because it's just this father-daughter team and they've had the loss of their mother. Mm-hmm. And so I like when there's stories like that because, you know, through the power of ghosts and stuff, they have this kind of connection with their mom again, which, yeah. you know, that and was that, kind of a nice, you know. It did. And it was and it did it go off into they didn't directly relate to each other, but they did spin off in a couple of sequels. But it'd yeah. be interesting to see, like, maybe a few years from now, they they revamp it or redo it again or or something else because there's our a new lot- our new take on Casper, especially now. I mean, the CGI wasn't bad for that no. time period, especially now. Uh, you know, the way CGI is now, you could really do some great work. And there's a lot of famous actors that could provide the voices or be the actors. Um, another one, one of our favorite films, and you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this on a future episode, uh, just by itself. But uh, E. T. E.T. Yeah. has a whole great Halloween section, which is <laughs> hilarious because they have to dress up et this small but kind of stout alien and yeah. they 
put him in a ghost outfit, which is just like hilarious. Oh, and I love the and, scene where he's walking around. He sees the Yoda person dressed as Yoda. He's like, yeah. home, home. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... That's 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 fun because you know that though sometimes movies need to show a bit of span of time, but that was a fun kind of episode to I mean a part of the movie where it's poking a little funny, yeah, at the fact that oh they're hanging out with this alien and also the kind of creep element of um what's underneath. And I think that was a big part of that movie is you know, he's uh, yes, an extraterrestrial. He's an alien, but he's a very sweet, gentle. He's not some he's creepy. Very, yeah, well, he's he's, like you know, a he's not Independence Day. Ah, you know, I know, yeah, I know. It's like, release me. <laughs> um, but uh, no, he's the childlike wonderman. But I gotta go back off. We're talking about family friendly films right here. I gotta go back to this. Not necessarily set in Halloween, but there is episodes and movies. Talk about a great franchise. Look at Scooby Doo. I mean, you know, where are you? You know, um, I have a one of my one of my face masks has Scooby Doo all over it. I get compliments all the time. Tell my mom because she bought it for me. But no, Scooby Doo. I mean, yeah, yeah, Scooby Doo. The whole the whole point of Scooby Doo is this uh, ragtag group of kids and their dog solving mysteries. Yeah, and it usually always becomes a paranormal or somewhat creepy. Oh, it's a ghost or it's a mummy or it's this, which always somehow ends up being the old craggedy guy with the mask on Jenkins yeah with a mask on and I'm like how did he how was he able to do any of the stuff they 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 talk about in the first part of the movie or the episode it's always some weird like he went through a wall or he did this and I was like no human could do that and somehow it's like never explained and and later on in the movie some of the movies and series it was like really supernatural they'd be like they would be very they would make make fun of themselves like oh it's Mm -hmm. a guy in a mask again and then it's like something real and they pulled off and it'd be like like, yeah and of course then and stinkies you had just recently came out with this latest one which again Mm -hmm. one of the great you know directed which actually was really funny and hilarious yeah was it good yeah, I thought it was good. I think um, I think Will Forte doesn't do the best Shaggy. I could have done better, but I love Will Forte, but not that. But no, it was good. The fact that, okay, they had a new spin. It was great animation and another great take that Scooby-Doo, again, what a great franchise. It still has so many legs on with live action, animated, and different cartoons. I mean, that's just a great, it's a year-round thing, but it's very perfect um, mm-hmm. for the uh, Halloween season. Um, and talking about, we, you know, we talked a little bit about witches. I got to go about witches because that's a great you know genre to talk about in movies but one oh, of my yes. another favorite one i love hocus pocus we talked about this but what i really love it's not such a halloween theme but if you're gonna go creepy i love the movie the witches uh which original the original one with oh it, yes and jackie houston and what well, uh, a great story by road doll you know we were talking a little bit earlier about willy wonka but um it, it's a very creepy movie this is like i think it was either late 80s or early 90s so you're looking at a time period when we're not really having much cgi and it's a lot of um prosthetics and makeup but this idea that this young boy kind of comes upon a meeting of all these ladies in this like um hotel like you know big conference room and they all uh reveal themselves to be witches and they're all ugly and stuff like that they take off their hair they take off their shoes and especially angelica houston being like the grand witch of you know this like tribe of witches and she's like she looks like a molten bird she's like creepy as hell she looks like the bird from uh, mario 64 it steals the stars (laughs) yeah but um yeah turning this poor boy into a mouse yeah and then he's trying to like you know save 
the town and destroy these witches. It's very creepy. It's in that time period, like labyrinth of, you know. And again, Jim Henson, props to the late great Jim Henson, uh, mm. who has created some of those most iconic and memorable creatures that have inhabited some of our nightmares and some of our childhoods. Yeah, but we, uh, we do now have a new version of the witches, which is, uh, I think by the time this airs, will be uh, available on HBO Max. Yes. Uh, so that was one that, again, was was probably due to come out in the theaters and then kind of found its way to a streaming platform. So uh, Anne Hathaway is now starring as the Grand Witch in that one. So we'll have to check that out and see how that goes. That might be but for very, a potential pick for sure. Very good pick there. Um, I wanted to jump kind of similar theme about witches, but with also wizards involved here. Uh, Harry Potter, mainly Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, we do have this whole big scene set around Halloween, which is yeah. fun. That's the night when the troll comes in. I, if I believe that's when. Oh, I love that troll in the dark. Thought you ought to know. Passes up. <laughs> but um, you know, you look at what J.K. Rowling kind of came up with this whole world of not only wizards and witches, which what you know they go to schools to learn the kind of um, you know how to really do magic. But there's all these kind of bizarre creatures and kind of mixes of what animals we know on planet Earth and even more uh, bizarre things. But the Halloween section was always, even in the books and how they did the movie, like pumpkins everywhere, tons of candles, lots of candy. Oh, and some of the delicious it looked like, food. It looked like, like I, I want to eat that feast. Yeah, <laughs> what we're used to for Halloween looks like Halloween, but like even better, you yeah. know? So that was like, a, I thought that was a fun. And and they some of the Harry Potter movies use the seasons to tell time mm -hmm. because you know most of the books revolve around a school year so it's like you're going to start in the fall and then we need to show some stuff to halloween and then to christmas and then the spring and then we're off to summer break so uh just wanted to mention that um a film i haven't seen in a long long time but i do remember that um it's like they die on i think october 30th and then a year later they're talking about the crow when uh poor guy yes. and his wife get killed right or his girlfriend and then he later he comes back to life as this uh kind of raised from the dead demonic angel to seek his vengeance in the crow yeah um, and of course unfortunately the uh uh late great uh brandon lee uh yeah who he passed away due to a, a terrible stunt that got, went wrong um I think it was a gun, right? A gun went off that was not supposed to or something. It was an accidental death during actually the filming of that. So it's yeah. unfortunate there's a little bit of that. And of course, he was the son of the great Bruce Lee. Um, yeah, what a what an interesting and actually kind of interesting. Very good to talk about since, you know, talking about superheroes. It's it's kind of a superhero uh, movie where he's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of I, I put it like the same category as like Blade or something. Because yeah, I like the edgy superhero movies where they are kind of got that creepy undertones. I mean, mm -hmm. Blade's Judge Dredd coming up. Uh, we're excited about when that does come out is the Morbius, which will be a great addition. Yes. Of the living that Vampire. looks really cool with Jared Leto being this anti-hero vampire dude who maybe you know I've, i'm assuming when he goes off the deep end when he's really full vampire he might not be able to control his urges so yeah um but that was yeah that's it that's a movie i've heard that the crow is possibly being looked at being remade i mean especially now with cgi and stuff they could do cool stuff with, but um the last kind of main movies i want to talk about and then we'll kind of go into some tv shows yeah, was um you know a big thing that became this new genre of not only films, but especially TV is, you know, we have reality shows now like galore 
And the idea of found footage has become such a big boom in uh, the Halloween lore, especially I think uh, kind of the granddaddy of them all had started it, the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Which the Blair Witch Project became this cult phenomenon because people really believed that this stuff was real, that somehow reporters found this tape in the middle of the woods of these, you know, they're, you can go on IMDb. They're they're actors, people. It's you know it's yeah. still a film, what, but it really was it was the first of its kind that I you know you can really think of, where it looked like real VHS, like you know camcorder footage of these three people going into the woods to try to find the Blair Witch or to seek information about the legend of the Blair Witch, and the whole movie is you don't see anything, you hear noises. You see a lot of dark stuff. There it's, is some creepy is props and creepy to the imagination for you sure. know the yeah. creepy part. I always remember was you know they wake up and all around their tent are those like little wood statues everywhere made of sticks. There's a lot of this buildup and creepiness that just because the the way that's directed, the way that's shot, the way is that it makes you use your imagination of what you think is hunting these these poor souls. And it leads up to this great finale where they do get to this house and they're running around. And, you know, because it's not a film where you don't see the camera person, you're just like the camera's turning quick and it's going crazy. And literally the film ends with the camera being knocked over and it just kind of like, and then it goes to black and there's no music and it's just credits rolling. And it's just like so unsettling. Well, you're absolutely right. Another thing that elevated that movie and a lot of stuff today was the fact that, you know, this came at a time when the internet was starting to be coming on the rise and they created the website and they're really, you know, just playing on that. Like, Oh, is this real? Is that, and I think that's, that's just so great because of course that inspired some great movies, which we talked about before, but are very amazing um, because they've created a whole other franchise themselves, like the paranormal activity, paranormal activity movies, which is all, it's all like found footage or it's all like um, security cams that are set up to try to find, you know, Oh, uh, we've been noticing noises in the night, things happening, but then it always gets much worse in the second half of each movie. And those films are always fun because it is creepy. It's very, I mean, Paranormal Activity and Blair Witch Project were two films that I think they both cost very little to make, like a couple hundred, a couple tens of thousands to make. It was not a lot. And they all both grossed like millions of dollars. All right, so that's like, it, Chris. Let's stop this right now. Let's go film something. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we did film something maybe coming we didn't. soon. Um, maybe. Uh, we did. <laughs> but like you know what a, what a, you know you, you go to ten thousand fifteen thousand bucks to go make this short movie that ends up being a cult phenomenon and like the Blair Witch has stemmed uh, two sequels now. We had the Blair Witch two, and then we had the recent. I think it was like two thousand sixteen. I remember seeing it in Dubai. It was a, a new kind of revamped version of this called The Blair Witch. And Paranormal Activity, I think at this point now, has like five or six films and there's more coming. So that's, uh, and I, I did like because those movies at first were just kind of creepy, like, oh, it's it's some kind of ghost or demon or force. And as they went along, they kind of got a little more explaining the mythology of maybe what this thing actually is and why it's doing what it's doing. So that was kind of, you know, they're, they're fun films and yeah they're not really maybe based around halloween but it's definitely fun ones to watch during halloween but we did talk about you know, we were mentioning about sitcoms or tv shows and you're talking have... about like the passage of time and i think that's a great thing that 
uh, TV shows do really well is they always, especially the long they always kind of they kind of match the season you're going through, which is why it's it's always fun to hear you know behind the scenes of you know not a surprise that a lot of shows are filmed like in LA where generally it's hot most of the year. Sometimes they're filming scenes that might be in the winter in a whole other state, but they have to film it in the temperatures they're in and make it look like it's cold. But, you know, typically most network shows start their season in the fall and then in the spring. And so we often get to see a, there's usually like a Halloween episode, a Thanksgiving episode, a Christmas episode. There might be some about Valentine's day. They use the holidays because it's fun to do a, a kind of, you know, themed episode that week. Yeah, but some of the, you know, sit around the holiday. It's, it's great. It's I love, I always love Halloween episodes. Um, I think the office does them very well. The office has had some really fun ones, just because it's just fun to see, you, you know, these characters you get to know and love and what would they dress up as? Yeah. It's and, not just know. the performers. It's like, no, they're getting into the character mindset and it's like, it's, it's like, no, what, what would perfect. Michael Scott dress up as on Halloween and, and why? And, you know, I'm sure. And, you know, that's for any show. I mean, uh, Big Bang Theory is always fun because I remember the classic one that was, I think was the first season was they all show up and they've all dressed up as the Flash. Uh, is that well, right? There, there was, was that for Comic-Con? There's a couple different ones. Uh, one of them, they had dressed up as Flash um, and like the joke was, oh, it's just the Flash running really fast and that's him mm-hmm. in there. There's another one where they all dressed up as superheroes and yes. they had, I think- And then had, Raj, Raj was- Aquaman. Aquaman, right? <laughs> and he was so upset. And of course- uh one of the early ones they had some random costumes i love um leonard at leonard was frodo was right hobbit. yeah he was hobbit yeah. and um so many good ones it was really exciting to see what they would get, come up with because uh that was good and of course like um friends did some did some episodes like that which was fun but i think Do you remember um this was a fun episode Do you remember on boy meets world they did one halloween episode where it was like it was like a scream type episode where it was um, like there was, there was one up there was one season where the whole halloween episode was as if they were like in a murder mystery where it was kind of like a scream like character kept killing it was yeah it was very one cool, by one very scream there was also yes. one where boy meets world <laughs> where, where he turns thought, into a werewolf right? yeah we thought yeah the pentagram pentagram yeah. pentagon whatever uh i also remember do you remember the show smart guy uh-huh so yeah. there was one where they had these people wearing killer pig masks and they were running around like it was just the jilted girlfriend of his older brother and they're running around. And it was just like so comical because they're running around the house and they're like freaking out. But it was just some of those ones where they were, you know, these funny comedy hokey ones, but they took mm-hmm. it like really seriously. I do. Oh, my God. I do love that one. The Boy Meets World episodes oh, that were so and that, that that was a great show talking about, you know, lasting so long. Um uh, and they have so many great holiday episodes. That was fun. And then in some, yeah, to some of these episodes where it gets kind of like a little, um, the little edgy, which I really like. And it's, you know, it's not just that there's always the classic ones would do the costume party one where it's just like people are coming to a party. Yeah, typically, typically it's a costume party or we're seeing, um, we're seeing like kids trick or treat and we're seeing from the parents, you know, like everybody loves Raymond would have kind of more of like getting the, their kids dressed and then it'd be like the parents would come over and they're dealing with trick-or-treaters. Um, but I think it's always fun with, you know, sitcom land is often a fun way to, they're mirroring what a lot of Americans are going through on Halloween. You know, it's it's not usually far-fetched ideas that haven't been, you know, 
everyone's gone to that Halloween party. Everyone knows that trick. Everyone's everyone knows that, that one kid. Costume. Everyone's you know, wearing the same costume. Someone else. Yeah. And they, who did it and better? You, and who did it better? Uh, <laughs> the Halloween contests. Uh, that's always a big one. You know, I loved in the office. They had that one episode where um, whoever was the winner of the contest would get the like little book of like coupons. Oh, and they kept trying to outdo each and other. And they kept which... <laughs> they kept changing costumes midday to try to like you know think that's a better one. And by the end, Oscar wins. It's just like I'm just like a average shopper or something oh, no, like that. No, he said I'm the corporate or like the the average consumer. The average consumer, <laughs> yeah. And he ends up winning, and he's the one the whole time going. You'd have to spend like twenty seven thousand dollars to get those those uh, coupons, and he ends up winning, which is hilarious. Yeah. But no, I think you know overall. Halloween is such a fun holiday because of the spirit of dressing up, because of the idea of the lore of all these, not only the creatures of the night, but also the fun creatures. There's a lot of fun, uh, you know, legends and fun tales and fun myths that have stemmed from literature Mm -hmm. to becoming a big icon of, you know, especially films. And we're going to talk next week about the kind of famous, uh, Universal monsters that really yeah, were of course like, in the classics like the Wolfman, which we've touched the Wolfman, upon. Wolfman, Dracula, I mean, Frankenstein, yeah. you know, a lot of those classics that really stemmed the beginning of what was horror and film. And then when, when TV started to take off, we started seeing, you know, you had you had shows like The Twilight Zone, or you had like, you know, uh Twin Peaks. We kind of had nowadays Black Mirror is kind of like our current rendition of a of a darker um stranger things you know we have these yeah, kind of shows you, I mean, that... you have even the x-files where they're you know mm-hmm, the, yeah the edginess of that so yeah i mean we wouldn't have and there are so many we, we owe so much credit excuse me to the original black and white films of the bella lugosa area the lawn chaney uh and so because of those that paved the way not just for monster movies in general but of course these slasher flicks and of course these crazy shows and of course, we get to the fun, cutesy ones because, you know, Halloween, like we said, is not without its charms and not without its um, this, this. There's there's so much more than just the holiday itself. I mean, there is uh, a franchise a mythology and a celebration that's going to continue to fascinate uh, trick or treaters, uh, moviegoers and just people who are obsessed with the holiday and of the occult of the creepy and I, yes yeah it's just like and so yeah again i know right now we're in this difficult time in the world with the covid pandemic uh, pandemic going it's on it's gonna be a different halloween and, for sure you know, it's gonna be a different halloween but it doesn't mean you can't have fun you know we still recommend get dressed up get some good halloween movies going get some treats get some have candy. a virtual party at your house you know exactly you could have a you could have a full virtual zoom halloween party where everyone makes different treats and drinks, you know, just for yourself or for two people and everyone dressed up and you can still do a contest that way. There's still plenty of ways to enjoy the holidays. So uh, we hope we inspired you to maybe check out some of these Halloween movies that maybe you have seen or haven't seen in a long time. I want to rewatch plenty of all of them are available on streaming now. I mean, Disney plus you got tons on there, HBO max, even Netflix and Hulu, there's all these have tons of these movies on there. So and maybe you have the VHS, the VCR player that you're going to dust off and put, <laughs> if you want to go really old school. Yeah, take a take a creepy walk into the garage and hearing the creaks as you go and, and get that tape. But um, <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening today, guys. And uh, we can't wait to come back next week and talk about those classic monsters. But stay tuned for some more 
creeps and horrors of the night. <laughs> Sorry, here, Paul. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.